Hi there, I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. And I'm Juliana Lance. Welcome to another episode of Mission Audition. Today we have Mark Preston with us. We're going to talk about promo and we're going to hear from a lot of wonderful talents. Mm-hmm. This is a job actually for the men. So uh, if any of you have been wondering, well, when are we going to do a promo episode or when are we going to focus on a certain kind of delivery that in our world, at least for voiceover, does really play to one gender over another, that's what we're going to do today. Mm-hmm. So now, Mark, we've mentioned you. You're you're there in your studio talking to us now. Very excited. Why don't you say hello to everyone and, and let them know a bit about yourself and your career? How y'all doing? It's a real pleasure to be here. I get paid to talk for a living, but it's sometimes fun just to sit down and just talk about myself. That's This is all about me, right? Yeah. I'm, yeah. To, I'm, total, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm show. totally kidding. Actually, I'm a, a voiceover talent. I've been doing this about 25 plus years. According to my kids, I'm really old, so I guess I've been doing this for a while. I have been coaching talent about just over 15 years now. My focus primarily is promo. So I'm working with stations and networks around the country, a bunch of fine creative folks every single day, but also do TV narration and occasionally do some commercial, of course. But focus for me is uh, definitely uh, promo. That's really cool. A lot of people listening may be thinking, promo, what on earth is it? And there are a lot of examples that we could throw to for promo. How would you describe promo, Mark? Promo, very simply put, I think it's telling the story about a brand. You're a brand ambassador for a TV station, TV network, a radio station, radio network. And, you know, as opposed to traditional commercials, when you've got breathing room of 30 plus seconds, about 80% of what I do happens inside of 10 seconds, 10 to 15. The days of, you know, long promos, you know, I don't get as many as I used to. So I have a short block of time to tell a story and to kind of embody the brand to translate the story of of what is a station you know is it a hard rock station is it a classical music station or is it a, if it's television news you're embodying the brand and it's uh, very much like commercial and that you are I guess selling but promo by and large is just it's its own thing it really is I would like to say it's misunderstood it's one of the veins of voiceover here. Most people, uh, they kind of a cliche idea. They, they all think we sound like, uh, though he's a god of voiceover, you know, Ernie Anderson, you know, tonight on America's Funniest Home Videos, you know, that guy. You know, we don't really talk like that. And that's kind of the cliche. So for those who are uninitiated into promo, it's uh, it's a fun learning curve. I will say that. You've noted just now, Mark, that there have been some trends and certainly eras of promo that have come and gone. What is that sound that people are looking for now? Obviously, it's not that traditional announcer like the, you know, Ernie Anderson that you just mentioned with that sort of voice that we're all sort of used to thinking of when we think of almost more of an announcer. But what is promo today? Ernie was, you know, I would like to consider him kind of a godfather of where we all kind of ended up here. Without him, there wouldn't be any of us doing this. But voiceover is predominantly, I, I think, a big when it comes to um, trends, promo, I've noticed there's a pendulum that swings. And it goes 20 years ago, they had the big voice guys, you know, the hard-hitting tonight at 10, you know, that kind of big voice. And then they'll swing all the way to something more approachable, a little bit more authentic. And I've noticed it, it went to like more of a youthful sound. And I think when it comes to television news, I don't know if somebody wanted to get their news necessarily from someone that sounded like a kid. So the pendulum swung back, but maybe not as far to the big voice sound. And it swings, but maybe the the swings aren't as big. I can think of one NBC station right now, which had a fabulous voice talent, big voice. And uh, he did a great job. And I think just in the span of a year, they started using someone who sounded more youthful, more energetic, more, I hate to use the adjective edgy, but he kind of had that sound, certainly. So I think what I'm hearing now, 
And I know the way I adjust my reads, because, I mean, you got to evolve as a talent. You have to evolve with trends, is more just like with commercial authenticity, uh, a real person. You're still playing a character. I don't walk around every day going, the way I'm going to deliver a news promo, I don't speak to my friends like that or my kids. They would look <laughs> at me oddly, more oddly than they already do, apparently. <laughs> but what fundamentally happens is when you get on the mic, you are still a real person. You are playing the part of the station. You're the biggest fan of the station and you have whatever story the station has to tell about its brand, about its promotions or whatever. There is there's nothing more in the world you love than that. At the same time, you need to be approachable. You need to be somebody that there's authority without going over the top. All that being said, there are still some stations, I, and there's some stations I work with that have that traditional news sound that they like, or a radio station that wants that big rock and roll sound. Though some other stations would consider it played out or cliche, there's, you know, they're looking for something specific. So in the most long-winded way possible, I guess you could say, you know, the trends move back and forth, but I think just like commercial, they're going for authenticity, approachability. They got to believe you, period. And that's the litmus test, right, is believability. Well, I think we're ready to hear some of our first auditioners. But before we do, Julian's like, no, 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 Steph, you haven't done what you <laughs> normally do yet. So what we're going to do is talk about the actual job. We're looking for a male voice, middle-aged. The category of work is radio. You know, this is broadcast, obviously. And we're looking for a general U.S. accent. So not a regional one, but just someone who sounds American, if you will. And the style would be over the top and engaging. Essentially, this is a classic rock station. You're probably getting ideas in your head about what that means. So this classic rock station is known for being crazy and way out there. They are Nevada's most listened to radio morning show since 1997. So knowing that, we've got Charlie, the Cheese Factory Torino. We've got Slick Nick Brown. And of course, their producer, Dave. They need somebody, one of these people, hopefully who's auditioning today, to bring a strong radio promo campaign to keep their listeners locked in so that everybody can just find out what on earth Charlie and Nick are going to talk about for that show. The listening audience happens to be mainly male listeners who are between the ages of 30 and 55. Juliana, how about some artistic direction? We need a classic radio announcer voice that can be outrageous and goofy. We need that classic polish you'd expect from a radio morning show, but be able to add the quirkiness of the script. We really want the voice actor to have fun with the script as their tone and approach will add color to these commercial reads in order to have the desire impact. Does that sound like a tall order, Mark, or do you think it's doable? I think it's very doable. And I think that that sounds very much like a direction you'd get from a radio station looking for promo, because sometimes these big rock stations, sometimes they like, like a young, edgy sound. So they, they were very specific in looking for that, when you say classic uh, sound. So now we now I know what we're looking for. Absolutely. Okay, Shelly, let's roll that first audition. Want tickets to the biggest rock festival this summer? Tune in to 95.7 WFPK, The Jackal, tomorrow at 7 a.m. to find out who Charlie the Cheese Factory Torino and the boys will roast on live radio as listeners battle for the last 10 tickets to Heat Wave. All right, Mark, what are your thoughts? I think now I'm going off of the direction, of course, and, yep. and I will say this. I know before we started rolling, I said this, but I've been in the exact same spot as any one of these gentlemen have. Being critiqued can be kind of rough. So especially when anybody auditions, they really want the gig. So, you know, I yep. want to hopefully give them a little note here if I kind of think they're 
spot on, then great. If not, then maybe some notes that were, you know, what might be able to help him get there. Constructive criticism, as you were saying. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Uh, I did notice that, you know, we were talking to Rock Station and overall energy, he was kind of moving along kind of slow. And one of the things I tell my students is, especially in promo, you don't want to come to a full stop at each line. You want to you want to have forward momentum and energy. And I kind of felt like it was a little on the staccato side, if you will. He had a good a good tone, a general tone. But I think I'm feeling more in the commercial direction on this read. They want a classic voice. They wanted kind of quirky and energy. And I didn't necessarily feel like he was punching up the two big things you have to in any promo, which is the brand or the station. Are sometimes three things, of course. You also have a show, and then whatever the promotion is. You know, I really want to be sold on the idea of the promotion. I feel like he was just presenting me uh, information, but I think he had a you know a nice tone. But I think maybe it's more keyed in for the world of narration or, or commercial as far as the read he delivered. To add to that, I was just thinking about the momentum piece that you were talking about, Mark. And before we put this show together, Juliana and I were talking about, you know, promo. How would we describe it? What is it? What differentiates promo from, say, trailer or promo from commercial? And so far as we're concerned here, like, it really is about maximizing your effectiveness in a very small window of time. You have to think about what the most important words are in that script and also how to drive them home, keeping that same level of intensity, which is wild. Like I imagine there's some dynamics that we need to use in here too, because you can't be full on intense all the time in a certain volume level. On that note, Mark, do you use any kind of fluctuation with your voice when you're reading promo? Is there kind of suspense? Do you pull away? Are you you saving something and then letting it all go? How, how does that formula, if there is one, kind of work for promo? Pay attention to the adjectives. There are those what we call sizzle words sometimes, you know, what's describing it. Also the brand name, you know, put a spotlight on that. Uh, an emphasis I think a lot of times, especially with promo, when people get rolling with promo, they think emphasis, they're going to go push it over the top. They're trying to push out. Well, you can give emphasis, you know, if the significant other in your life disappoints you. I doubt you get loud. Sometimes you get really quiet. You know, you mm-hmm. like, you know, that's you, you can that's draw. You know, you're in big. Oh, trouble. yes. That and with my kids, I've used all three of their names. You know, sometimes it's a matter of slowing it down. You can draw attention by slowing it down, by getting quieter. But I'm a big, big believer in contrast between the lines and their energy. Take me on a journey. Tell me the story uh, about this promotion. I remember from eons ago, and I worked in radio in Dallas, and I remember thinking that the the ones that I really liked were the ones that kind of just sort of embraced the brand at the same time took me on a journey and told the story. You got to maintain energy, but the fluctuations are important because conversation, we don't speak in terms of punctuation. You know, we put pauses in there. We don't speak in a staccato way. We don't talk like this to one another. We get a little louder, a little quieter. You know, that's that variance is what I shoot for and what I you know teach students to try to embrace, to give color and uh, punch to everything they read. That's a little lesson in there for everyone, a freebie there from Mark Preston. So, yeah, I got plenty um, of them. I'll give you I'll give you freebies <laughs> all day. Oh, that's fantastic. We love it. With that said, I think we need to move on to our next auditioner. But before we do, I want to say that women can do promo as well. I don't want to give the impression that only men do it. It's just a very male-dominated field. In one of our past episodes when we were talking about AI and Alexa skills mm-hmm. and, and Google Home, and, and that does kind of lean more in, in the female camp. But to be fair, 
Bear promo does and has traditionally lived in the land of the male voice. Any women out there listening, don't be discouraged. There's still work out there. Just today, mm-hmm. we're focusing on the men. We will have a future episode where we talk about women in promo. Oh, there are, there are some wonderful women in promo. I mean, I mean, Randy Thomas is just just absolutely oh, stunning. Yeah. I, I think that there are a lot of lot of wonderful ladies that are just knocking it out of the park. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Kind of like that movie in a world, you know, it's it's uh, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. it's long overdue. I will say that. OK, let's listen to audition number two. Want tickets to the biggest rock festival this summer? Tune in to 95.7 WFBK The Jackal tomorrow at 7 a.m. to find out who Charlie the Cheesecake Factory Torino and the boys will roast on live radio as listeners battle for the last 10 tickets to Heat Wave. I think we had to take our headphones off a little bit for that one. So <laughs> tad loud. Yeah. Uh, modulation. Here's the thing. The, the direction was over the top and engaging. True. And, true. you know, he, when it comes to over to the top, I think this gentleman definitely embraced that. I will say that. But he had no problem with energy at all. And uh, I would say if you learn how to modulate, like what we just were talking about with the previous audition is, is that variance. Don't keep it at 11 the entire time, you know, vary it. Pull me in. Just don't push it at me. And I think a lot of times promo is misunderstood as something, you know, you're you're punching it out. You're pushing it. At, you know, it's it's. But at the same time, the direction was they were looking for over the top. They were looking for classic radio. In that vein, he was kind of in that realm. I made one little note here. Uh, give a little love to the things that you really want people to embrace. If everything, like I said, is at 11, I don't know what my takeaway is supposed to be. I mean, he had a great energy. I mean, he really he took the uh, took the direction over the top and engaging most certainly. So, Mark, I know that we have some direction in here, and perhaps this artist took things maybe a little too literally. I don't know. But so far as how we're supposed to look at direction and to know what to do, uh, what do you think? I think over the top and engaging the demographic 50 to 55-year-old male, classic radio voice, polished, quirky. Yeah, I think that's good to go on. See, that's the other thing. If, if anybody wants to work in the realm of promo, and that's why I think it's one of those aspects of voiceover that pretty much demands some aspect of coaching and somebody to kind of bring you in because it's, it's, a, it's a genre, but it's got sub, sub, and sub-genres, you know. It is really understand the craft. And in doing so, it, that helps you to reverse engineer what somebody's asking for. You're, you're talking to 30 to 55-year-old males. They remember back in the day when... You know, DJ sounded like this on the radio. You know, they, they remember that era. So maybe this is a callback to that. You know, that's that's why I, I'm a big believer in just read the directions or whatever direction the client's given you. Take that and really embrace it and, and come up, dark God, and make some creative decisions. Give a second read. I'm a big believer in giving two reads. No more than really three, but really make some decisions. Don't make all two, two or three sound identical. People don't like that. But I think that with this gentleman, I think he definitely has the capacity to really hit the nail on the head. I just think it's kind of smoothing out the rough edges and really gives him purpose and direction uh, to why he's there is going to help him so much to bring this to life. Kind of like pull some places back, mm-hmm. but it's easier to ask someone to pull back than it is to ask them to push forward. So good on him for just putting it all out there because yeah. he really did. And here's another freebie for you. This is calling on you to be animated. Move your body. Have facial expression. Really... That helps so much. I tell my students all the time, it's very difficult to smile and not sound like you're smiling. You know, move your body, be energetic. You know, um, there's a wonderful documentary called, uh, I think it's called I Know That Voice. I think that's what it is about animation. Look like you are losing your mind in the sound booth. It's okay, you know, but move. That'll loosen you up. So I think in this gentleman, to be loose also will help you with pulling back a little bit because you're using direction like uh, 
pointing at something, then it's going to, you're, you're kind of wanting to draw attention to it, or you're pulling back, or you're, you know, whatever you're doing, here I am doing it physically right now. That is something that really helps in promo because promo uses bigger colors and bigger brush strokes and it's bolder. So accordingly, you run the risk of going over the top and having nothing having a real pop or meaning, if that makes any sense. Uh, that's why you want to modulate, moderate, and make choices. Hopefully that's not too esoteric or anything, but hopefully that, that's kind of something I try to embody and I try to pass along. Wow, those are amazing pieces of advice, I must say. And for anyone who has a friend who wants to get into promo, share this episode with them. There's some really great tips in here. That said, we are going to move on to audition number three. Want tickets to the biggest rock festival this summer? Tune into 95.7 WFPK, The Jackal, tomorrow at 7 a.m. to find out who Charlie the Cheese Factory Torino and the boys will roast on live radio as listeners battle for the last 10 tickets to Heat Wave. I can hear some of the tips that you've been giving in this guy's read. Yeah, you know, he, he definitely, like I said, just like the previous audition, he embraced the direction, uh, most certainly. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things to be conscientious of, and by the way, I really enjoyed his tone. There's something about his voice, I think, you know, in promo, you got to be a Swiss Army knife. And I tell my clients that all the time. You know, I try to be a Swiss Army knife because back in the day, they, you know, could have a few voices on staff, but now it's really one person and you got to be able to do the the hard edge stuff and also toys for tots when it comes to Christmas time. Let's say, you know, you have to have that softer tone. But so, but this gentleman, I think, could do something heavy and edgy, but at the same time, I can see him doing something humorous and fun. And rock radio does, you know, it's a lot of it is tongue in cheek. His read, like I said, follow direction. The only caution I would have for him or anybody looking to do promo is be careful not to be pitchy and uh, in terms of kind of that wave pattern of inflection. And I understand why people are doing that because they want to punch each line. And the direction I a lot, a lot of times give is, you know, the story is a script. You do have to break it down to maybe phrases or lines into words. But if you read it like that, just like line to line or word to word, it's just, it doesn't sound like a cohesive thing. It does come out sounding kind of an inflection stew, if you will. But think about character. Who is he? Three questions I always tell my students is, who are you? You know, you're the branding guy and, and think about who you're speaking to. And kind of fundamentally, what's the takeaway? I remember hearing Oprah Winfrey say something eons ago. Hi, an Oprah Winfrey quote. Welcome. They may not remember what you said or what you did, but they're going to remember how you made him feel. With this, how do you want somebody to feel at the end? And, and this guy, I think, really has the capacity to deliver on the direction and did, but I think he could definitely take it to the next level by kind of integrating some of the some of the nonsense I just said, hopefully. We've heard on other um with other coaches that if you have the same da 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 you sound robotic, but if you have da 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 it can give it that natural conversational feel that we're looking for, that authenticity. Well that's I think acting training helps a lot. Uh you know, I do on camera acting. One of the things I learned in acting is, you know, acting's reacting. And the idea that you're speaking at or to is wrong in promo or in voiceover in general. You're having a conversation, be it a one-sided one. So you always have to consider, for instance, I don't know the exact script, but basically, hey, do you want some free tickets? You know, the answer is some, for, you have to assume somebody's going to be like, well, heck yeah, I want some free tickets. Well, all right then, come on. You know, you're answering kind of the response to what you just said. And so that will do 
wonders to keep you from having that robotic sound that, that you mentioned is react to what you think their reaction to you is. You say, hey, do you want some free tickets? Nobody's going to say, nope, keep them. You know, nobody's going to say that. They're going to be like, yeah, I want some free tickets. You know, then all right, here's where you get them. That's just a, a little, I hate to use phrase trick. I call it my tool bag. That's one tool that I use to keep from sounding robotic, if you will. Anytime you step into audition and you embrace that role, what you're really doing is, is putting your best self out there. So I hope that everyone who's auditioning and, and thinking about auditioning for something is really thinking, can I connect to this? Does it make sense to me? Can I sell 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 these free tickets, right? Can, but you are technically selling something. You're trying to get someone to participate, to become part of that community in this case, and uh, to do an action. So everything really is sales when you think about it. Well, hey, let's listen to audition number four. Want tickets to the biggest rock festival this summer? Tune in to 95.7 WFPK The Jackal tomorrow at 7 a.m. to find out who Charlie the Cheese Factory Torino and the boys will roast on live radio as listeners battle for the last 10 tickets to Heat Wave. Is this that more edgier, like younger sound that you were talking about before, Mark? Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because he does have that capacity looking at the direction for this particular spot it may not necessarily be for him but he has more of alternative rock let's say sound he has the capacity i think to kind of develop if i, if I was directing him to say okay dude you're, you're the cool guy be the cool guy ease into that promo i think the genre may not be spot on for him with this but i think if he you know little things like really embracing the brand and when i listen to him i hear more of an alternative rock sound as opposed to the classic rock and once again you're dealing with old and older male classic they say you know the classic radio voice i think he was kind of having a little fun with it i think if he had a little bit more fun just as like the cool dude you know kind of like that classic rock sound that maybe you know the youth definitely is there and that's where it's going he's in that zone i will say that you know guys that sound like me uh, aren't getting the same level of work as these guys are grabbing a lot of the work these days you mentioned genre and it's come up in a number of other conversations we've had recently so there obviously are many different genres there's lots of different kinds of radio stations let alone music that one could be playing on those stations can you give us an example or maybe a list of genres of promo are there certain ways of doing promo for different audiences and if so are there names that go with doing that kind of promo when it comes down to promo with radio it's it's really format the format being you know you have rock and roll more of a traditional like classic rock and it really boils down to the um like an advertising, you're speaking to a demographic. And if you're in classic rock or in a more traditional rock, you're speaking to maybe a little bit older audience. But that being said, I have still heard kind of the younger, edgy, but believable, cool sound happening even in older demographic angling stations. But of course, you've got country, you've got adult contemporary, which is kind of your listen at workstation, you know, that kind of a thing. Or the hot adult contemporary, you know, which is targeting more 25 to 34 year old females. And of course, you've got news. Gone are the days, I think, that you have a specific sound for each genre, be it news, ace, adult contemporary, top 40. You know, of course, this is radio. TV, uh, it's its own thing also. You know, Fox News is going to have a different promo voice than uh, HGTV, HGTV, DIY. They're using a lot of females. Younger, very much younger. I have one fabulous talent in L.A. I was working with, and she she's auditioned a number of times for Food Network. It's just a great, great, fun, energetic, fresh sound. So really demographic 
liking the breakdown for this uh, this one script, 30 to 55-year-old male, that's kind of the first place you're looking. Like I say, you can have sub-genres and sub-sub-genres, and uh, really, but it all boils down to who you're talking to. Do you think it's a good idea for talent who have a different voice demographic to audition for jobs that they're not exactly right for? Oh, God, that's a great question. You never really know what somebody's looking for. Sometimes they're playing against the program director of a radio station is looking to play against all of the other voices that are on in his market or her market. So maybe you may not be necessarily a fit, but give it a shot. But at the same time, if they're very specific, if they say, hey, listen, we're looking for a younger African-American male with some edge, I have no business reading that script. If they said, hey, we need somebody with a lot of energy who can talk to this demographic. If it's open-ended enough, yeah. I, I think that there are only so many hours in the day. Audition for the things that you really feel like are fitting for you maximizes your time, doesn't waste the uh, potential client's time. At the same time, if it's close enough, give it a shot. Absolutely. I mean, the worst case scenario, it's experience. But, you know, be mindful that uh, if you're way off base on what they're asking for, then, you know, you're, you you don't want to waste anybody's time. Use a little common sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's keep this show moving. We have audition number five. Want tickets to the biggest rock festival this summer? Tune in to 95.7 WFPK, The Jackal, tomorrow at 7 a.m. to find out who Charlie the Cheese Factory Torino and the boys will roast on live radio as listeners battle for the last 10 tickets to Heat Wave. All I could hear was, Adult Contemporary. <laughs> uh, you know, I was just literally making a note uh, that that's what I heard. I heard straight up Adult Contemporary sound with him. Yeah. I don't I don't believe in any universe he's going to be fitting the, the breakdown for this. I think we discussed this with a couple of other auditions that maybe they don't really fit. Uh, what was being asked for here, but that doesn't mean that promo is out of the realm of possibility. Just maybe not classic rock. Yeah, absolutely. But I think with him, as with the others, what is your message? I keep forgetting the name of the show, something Torino. Well, make sure I understand that's the show and the station. You know, give it some pop. You know, have fun with it. Even if it's adult contemporary, even if it is your listen-at workstation, you still are going to be giving some emphasis. But uh, but yeah, I think adult contemporary is uh, that gentleman's genre, most certainly. It's almost like when you're doing promo, you're their hype man. Like, you got to be excited about it. Like, you got to like these people. And I think that that was a little bit more vanilla than the script needs. I always talk with my students about wardrobe. Imagine what you're wearing. I think the spot's requiring somebody wear some kind of old, maybe they're still wearing acid washed jeans and maybe a leather jacket. You know, what's what's the cool character? Cool band tee. Yeah, who's this? Yeah. This guy's definitely, this guy's definitely khakis and a button down Oxford with the sleeves rolled up. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah. and so embrace who, who you are. And I and I, it's funny, I had a um, student who had come to another coach and the coach said, well, you can't do this, you can't do that. Well, you know, and just said all the things he can't do. But instead of really embracing that one singular thing he can do and really maximizing that, I can see this guy, if he wants to get training in, in promo, AC work, as long as he understands what it is and the craft, that would be the realm for him to step into. And to your previous question, would you audition for something that you don't think you fit for? And I think in this case, he should have probably, okay, now we're talking about him. Now just, he's getting, he knew we were going to be talking about him. Now he's getting free advice. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but really it would have been this. She said, yeah, this is probably not for me. Maybe it's just days like heck with it, man. I want some experience. I want to throw my hat in the ring. Uh, you know, that, that could have been the deal, but really embrace who you are. Love who you are, man. You, everybody brings some kind of sparkly special sauce to the world of voiceover. Don't try to be like anybody else. Be like you. 
I know that's like Tony Robbins just now or something, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do like some motivational speaking on this yeah, program. Absolutely. That's, that's absolutely fine. I did like his read a lot. I also noticed how it was a different genre fit. Part of me, if he were to do adult contemporary as well, I was like, for promo, I almost would have expected a little more punch. I don't know. Maybe that's just a weird expectation, but a little something, a little more, I don't know. But but that was absolutely the right place where I would have expected to hear him would have been in that genre. All that said, I did like his voice. Mm -hmm. I liked where he was going with what he was doing. Of all the reads so far, I've actually connected more with him, even though this wasn't his genre. You know, one side note that I think is great for anybody doing, uh, well, any promo, but specifically radio. Radio is just part of somebody's day. And especially nowadays, people have their cell phones and all manner of distractions. You've got to cut through and you have to realize people are listening in their car. Maybe they're at home. Maybe they're sitting at work. And I think it's good to imagine where somebody is and maybe that they are distracted. It's kind of like me as a parent. I realize my kids might be distracted. They're teenagers now, so they always have a phone in their hand. Always consider that somebody's got their attention split and you need to grab their attention. And that helps so much because if you just present information, you're going to become wallpaper and white noise. If you try to be engaging and really have a conversation and be authentic, that's what's going to have somebody who's kind of zoning out in their car ride to work and be like, oh, wow, they got some Ooh, free tickets. That? Yeah, yeah. That's So it's always good to keep in mind that the words you say, just because they're coming out of the speaker, are not going to be digested like people are going to be hanging on every word. You have to command their attention. Even if you are more of a lighter, more adult contemporary read, you still got to grab their attention. Well, let's go on to audition number six. Want tickets to the biggest rock festival this summer? Tune in to 95.7 WFPK The Jackal tomorrow at 7 a.m. Is it just me or did he not read the same script that everybody else did? Uh, you know, it's so funny you say that because that's one of the uh, the cardinal sins. Listen to the directions, read the script. Yeah. But I, this, this fella, I'm telling you, I heard something. I was listening. I want to hear what he did. He had my attention. And that's sad he didn't do the, the entire script because... He had a unique tone. He was kind of coming to that full stop. There wasn't that forward momentum I wanted to hear. But I could see him injecting personality, and he had a cool tone. And he has kind of that sound that they're looking for out there. So I was sitting there going, what? That's it? I, I really wanted to hear him. So if he just went to listen to the, you know, follow the whole script, and I guess that's kind of that general rule of auditioning for voiceover, pay attention to if there's two pages, you know, Look at the entire script. <laughs> Don't just give a piece of it. But he was on to something. Uh, he had something going on. I wish he had uh, done more. He sounded more bang on for the genre. The fact that he wasn't recording the actual script, it didn't phase me until I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, that doesn't sound like, but I'm like, but you know, he's doing a really great job. So, but again, it's like you usually don't get rewarded for writing your own copy in an audition. But that said, he took a risk, right? In general terms, like how would this play out in a casting scenario in your mind? Because clearly he's got that kind of voice and you were like, well, where's he going? But what are the odds that someone who is doing something like what this gentleman did would actually be given the time of day? Is this a situation where someone might actually say, wow, I'm going to contact that talent and try to get them to do another read, but explain to them the importance of staying on script? That's a very good question, because if I'm casting and I'm going through a lot of voices, does the tone fit first? I mean, within the first five seconds, I will say that he left me wanting more, which is kind of the point 
when you're doing promo, leave people wanting more. And he was, I wanted to hear what decisions he was going to make, what choices he was going to make rather. If I was casting, I'd say, all right, dude, you got my attention, but you didn't follow the directions. And, you know, when it comes to the world of promo, it's a different relationship than commercial. Commercials, a lot of, many times is one off. They, you do the commercial, it's done. Hopefully the client wants to bring you back for another commercial. With promo, at least with my clients, I'm on a retainer. They pay me X amount of dollars a month and I'm talking with them daily or at least a few times a week. And so you have a relationship. I want to know that somebody that I'm investing one, two to three year contract with is going to be following the directions I'm giving them. But let's be really honest. We all have brain farts sometimes. Maybe he printed out the uh, script and the first part was the direction. Maybe it was two pages and he printer ran out of paper or something. So, you know, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. I've been there. I've made mistakes. And doggone it, I learned from the mistakes. And so maybe this is a learning opportunity. But uh, his sound, his tonality, his the direction he was going, at the very least, I'd give him an honorable mention. But I, 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 he left me wanting more. So in, a, in an interesting way, maybe maybe tactically this worked for him. You know. After that engaging dialogue, we'll now move on to audition number seven. Want tickets to the biggest rock festival this summer? Tune in to 95.7 WFPK, the Jackal, tomorrow at 7 a.m. to find out who Charlie, the Cheese Factory Torino, and the boys will roast on live radio as listeners battle for the last 10 tickets to Heat Wave. This guy is cool. He has a unique tone. He also, he's making choices, which is cool. The only thing I'd say is I didn't know who the character was. I didn't know who he was. I heard two or three definitively different kind of like he was down here and then he got, you know, he was going different directions. Contrast is great, but I felt like character wise, who he was varied. And also just enunciation. I need to make sure I really understand what you're saying. Now, I hate to call people's attention to that because I get a little self-conscious, but, you know, make sure I can understand what you're saying. Make sure you enunciate. He had fun locked in. I will say that. He had some cool to him. I just think that he has to smooth out, make some decisions, stick to them, and stick with one character, one idea, and let that be the guide. Is there any kind of pre-work that you do before you sit down? Kind of like you were talking about beforehand, three questions that you answer, like do you mark up the script, do you write it down, or you know, have you just been doing this for so long that you do it in your head in a couple of minutes? Well, I drink a lot of coffee. That's usually the first thing. <laughs> uh, but who am I? Who am I speaking with? And why am I having that conversation? Those sometimes fire off other questions or other clarifications, even before actually me back up a moment, the first thing I do is I make a couple passes on a script, three passes minimum. One, it's like opening up a map. I mean, I'm old enough to remember actually having to open up a map and not be able to fold it back, but what's on the page? Are there things I can't pronounce? Is there punctuation that seems funky? Do I understand context? What's on the page? And the next pass, always tell folks, you got to know, what are we selling? What are we talking about? What's what's Who's the brand, which is the station? Product, if you will, of, is maybe the show. Uh, you know, understand what's on the page. And then the third pass, I'm going, okay, how am I putting myself into this? And that's what fires off the three questions. Who am I? Who am I speaking with? Why am I having the conversation? That's the template I always give uh, my students because it's that lets you dive in and, and it'll help you ask the other important questions. So who am I speaking with? Well, a uh, 30 to 55-year-old male. And the last note is I, I don't ever speak generally. I speak specifically. I don't go, well, I'm talking to a 55-year-old male. No, I'm going to think of someone I know in that age range. And what are we doing? Are we at a bar? Are we at a concert? Are we driving in the car? Make it real. 
if you are going to to make this thing authentic and real for the listener, it darn well better be for you. Use your imagination. That's the reason why I think some people say that when they read a book, the book's always better than the movie. Probably the movie is just A-OK, fine, but what it wasn't was your imagination. Because when you read a book, it's all of the characters and the aesthetic, the sensory things that you create when you read a book. You know what the characters look like, what they're wearing. Put that kind of love into a script and watch it come to life. That's what I do before I sit down is I, I make it as real as I can for me. I really liked his voice. He had character. And as you said, which one did he want to be at the end yeah. of the spot? <laughs> Other than um, but, you know, like there's something to work with there. Like it, it feels like he's experimenting a bit as he's doing that. He is making some choices. It's just making unified choices. And to do that, you have to know exactly who you're speaking to, but who you are and how you're going to approach that audience. So well done for that audition. I, I did really like his voice and I think that it was a good fit for the genre. That said, we're going to move on to audition number eight. Want tickets to the biggest rock festival this summer? Tune in to 95.7 WFPK The Jackal tomorrow at 7 a.m. to find out who Charlie the Cheese Factory Torino and the boys will roast on live radio as listeners battle for the last 10 tickets to Heat Wave. I like the grit. There was It wasn't over heavy. Like it wasn't, it was listenable, let's say, you know, just right sort of sounds. But I'll let uh, the expert here be the judge. Mark, what do you think? He did a really good job of finding the story to tell. I felt like he made some decisions. He locked into a story. He was consistent beginning to end. I think he just needed to do a little bit better job of pulling the copy together. He you know, kind of broke everything up. If you come to a full stop, it just makes it kind of a staccato. So if he just smoothed it out, he took the direction. He did a good job on it. I will say that. He sounded like he's done this before. Well, I think we have one more audition to listen to. So let's cue that one up. It is audition number nine. Want tickets to the biggest rock festival this summer? Tune in to 95.7 WFPK The Jackal tomorrow at 7 a.m. to find out who Charlie the Cheese Factory Torino and the boys will roast on live radio as listeners battle for the last 10 tickets to Heat Wave. I think he did a great job. Like, like, I will say two things. One, I don't think he fits this genre. But if he hasn't done promo before, uh, he definitely needs to look into it because he is that sound, that tone. He has some personality, I think a little bit of training uh, with the right coach. It was really going to make him just take off. I really enjoyed what he did. He was a little bit flat, kind of like the previous audition. There was emphasis on certain things, and he kind of he varied it up a little bit. If this gentleman did that, I really think he would. Uh, I mean, he's he's got something going on. I mean, I, I really, really liked his read and his tone. I just don't think it fits for this. Well, and you had mentioned a little bit of coaching would go a long way, and that's really true. Quite often we see talent, you know, who come into the consultations and they'll book maybe one out of every 80 jobs, and then they'll take a little bit of coaching, a couple sessions here, and it's amazing how a little bit of knowledge can go so far, and then next time we see them, they're booking like every 50 auditions and then every 30 auditions, and it's just, it's a compounding effect once you start taking training and putting it into place, especially when you're training with the right people for your voice. Absolutely. I mean, you need to understand why you're there. Uh, this guy just needs a little polish, and I think he's on his way to something, certainly. Sounds like he could have a good long career in voiceover, from what you're saying. Yeah, I like the color in his voice. He had some brightness there. You know, you don't have to have a big, booming, deep, dark voice to be sticking out and to cut through the noise. Sometimes a little bit of that um, bright, shiny sound could be helpful, too. 
Well, that's everybody. That Those are all the auditions we're playing today. Uh, so that leaves us here at the critical juncture mark where we turn it over to you. Who is the winner of this episode of Mission Audition? Wait, do I get, am I getting a drum roll? That's awesome. I get sound effects. Sound effects from Canada. Sweet. Now, I will say this. I am only going on the direction. Over the top, engaging, 30 to 55-year-old male classic radio voice, polished, quirky. And who fits that the best? There are some talent here that, like I said, they just need some polish. They're there. Or they just, they're meant for other genres. I will say kind of an honorable mention is that one audition, I think number six, where he didn't complete the whole audition. I was intrigued by his read. The other honorable mention is the guy we just heard. I was impressed by just his talent, but I think the one that nailed it is audition number eight. He has a natural sound, but he's talking to the demographic. He's he's reaching out to a 30 to 55 year old male. Uh, he's got some edge, and I think you even mentioned he had a little grit to his voice. When an audition is not telling if you're good or not good, it's do you fit? And the the fit, do they they, they fit uh, the demographic? Are they the tone, the energy, the, all that, all the things that you gave me at the beginning? I'm like, all right, I hit home run on that. Awesome. Well, let's remember what that sounds like, everyone. Let's play audition number eight. Want tickets to the biggest rock festival this summer? Tune in to 95.7 WFPK The Jackal. Tomorrow at 7 a.m. to find out who Charlie the Cheese Factory Torino and the boys will roast on live radio as listeners battle for the last 10 tickets to Heat Wave. There you have it. Bravo. I, by, by the way, am I the only one wondering why they call him Cheese Factory? You know, I, keep, I, I, I was like, what is, is this guy just really love cheese or does he make cheese? And what kind of cheese does he make? I've been at, wondering, why do they call him that? I, mean, I, I hope know. it's puns. <laughs> I, I have no idea. We can ask uh, our writers later. But that's the show for now. But as we always do, I want to ask you, Mark, uh, what is the best way that someone can get a hold of you to either learn more about how you work or to even begin a coaching relationship? with you well i've got a website it's uh, markprestonconsulting.com and it's i spell my name with a c by the way it's m-a-r-c that's probably the best way to grab me but i just started a, a great facebook group which hey y'all should join and we've, we've got a lot of folks a lot of really talented people some new talent and i love the discussion because everybody loves asking questions and usually it's about gear or training it's uh and the easiest way to remember it is just go to the voiceover community Com. Experienced talent can kind of throw some knowledge out to folks that are stepping into it for the first time. And uh, besides that, I just uh, actually today just released. I'm going to be doing a, like a weekly little video series based off. It kind of came from this group. People ask questions, you know, ask questions I'm like, well, let me just kind of do like 15, 20 minute, like little, you know, chit chat about training or gear or marketing, whatever. Uh, and that's just if you just go to my YouTube page, it's just yeah, youtube.com forward slash Sheriff Preston. And that's it's just it just launched my first one today. I call it Preston's voiceover cabana. Whether you work with me or anybody else, do your homework. There are a lot of phenomenal, wonderful, experienced talent. Hey, some people that have never been talent. They come from working in agencies. To, uh, but yeah, I would love, uh, I definitely appreciate y'all having me here today. This is a lot of fun. You've had such great tips, honestly. It's been really nice to pick your brain about things, Mark. Thank you so much for sharing everything with our community. No, it's it's my pleasure. And anytime y'all need me, and hey, to anybody listening, by all means, even if you're not where you want to be right now, just keep cranking away at it. Tenacity, have a great attitude. And seriously, have fun doing this. It's the greatest gig in the world. Uh, but it takes a little bit of training, uh, takes some patience, and uh, just if you got something that really works well for a certain genre or kind of voiceover, celebrate that. That let that be your thing. Don't try to be somebody else. Be you, man. 
Well, and on that note, we're going to say bye for now. I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. And I'm Juliana Lance. We hope you enjoy taking these tips into your studio. Happy auditioning, everyone. 